Live. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparkling 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 82, and I'm joined with my co-hosts as always, starting off with my main man, Steph. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So uh, we had a tie against the uh, football club, Gouch, but uh, we <laughs> tied last minute, which is a good thing because we deserve to win. If it wasn't for Pete Dorado, motherfucker, they came back <laughs> years later. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, I have no sympathy for Portistas. Fuck all of them, except Coutinho. I like him. <laughs> Coming out hot. Let's go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm also joined by my boy Christian. Christian, how you doing, bro? I am doing pretty good. Not as good as Steph, but pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, my boy Sam. How you doing, Sam? Yeah, all good. We're sporting a still 100% record. We haven't lost yet, so there's nothing to complain about so far. So, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Well, I haven't lost in the league, at least. Yeah, sorry. Europa League. Yeah, I let's not talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> let's uh, start off. We only have the one question today from uh, Joel De Silva at Joliel underscore 073. He says, uh, he asks, thoughts on the fact that Ruben Amorim prefers starting a game with no center forwards rather than using Sporar, Luis Philippe, Tiago Tumaj, or even Vietu. Do you reckon it could uh, have been a sign to uh, Federic Verandes saying he is pissed? We didn't get any uh, additional striker during the transfer window. Uh, Christian, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. Uh, I mean, I... I understand the sentiment and like the annoyance with them not signing a striker because I feel the exact same way. It's second year in a row, right? It's so, so annoying. And it's seems such, like such an obvious thing that they just haven't taken care of. Um, so yeah, I mean, to be honest, overall, like I was pretty pissed as well that they didn't play with a, with a center forward, but I mean, based on the personnel that we have, I feel like that's something that we're going to have to get used to this season we're going to see Jovan leading the line. Like you said, we'll see Vieto sometimes. Uh, I'm sure we'll see Gonzalez at some point. Uh, João Mario, I'm sure we'll see. Like It's just going to be like shuffle the pack and see what we can get with what we have at this point because they just really don't like signing strikers apparently. <laughs> unless unless it's Paulinho because that's the only one they wanted to sign. Yeah, the, um, Paulinho or no one? No one. <laughs> Facts, exactly. <laughs> and funny enough, shout out to Joel himself, who is actually in our chat. Uh, shout out to Paulinho. He got a fucking new contract as well. I'm sure a pay raise. He's signed with Braga until 2025 on Friday, by the way. Side note. I'm sure that means nothing. I'm sure that means, means nothing. nothing. We'll absolutely. still be linked with him in January. Oh, we'll still be linked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Braga signed Amuring not too long before we yes, bought him, it, so fuck. um and then last uh more of a comment from uh from our girl uh lauren uh at lauren yano on twitter uh also known as chip formerly known as chips canton or cantonous chip uh she said uh can you push it back an hour and a half so i can get home from work and tune in from the beginning (laughs) sorry chip it'll be (laughs) Uh, exactly it'll be here though (laughs) it won't go anywhere uh, Carlos Fiera saying, Forza Sporting and New York Jets. Bro, you need Jesus. <laughs> the Jets are horrible. <laughs> Just kidding, Carlos. Just Boa kidding. Start. Boa start. <laughs> yeah, they need a lot of it. 
<laughs> and shout out Johnny in the chat too, New York's finest. Anyways, let's jump right into the game. Finished uh, 2-2, as Steph mentioned. Our first uh, first classic, who first derby, I was seeing people saying, uh, of the year at least, even though there was a... And it's a classic, yeah, yeah, for sure. Big first rivalry, I should say, even though there was a, a Braga-Porto or Porto-Braga, I forget. Anyways, the 11 was as followed. We had Antonio Adan back in net uh, with Fadal, Luis Neto, and Coates on the back line with Pedro Poro and Nuno Mendes taking up the flanks. We had Pedro Gonzalez, uh, João Perinha, and Mateus Nunes with Jovan Cabral and Nuno Santos up top or on the wings, depending how you looked at it. Porto's 11 was Musa Marega up top. Or sorry, let me go with the back. Merchenzian Mer- 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 in the net with uh, Zaidu, Mabemba, Pep, and Manafa in the back line. With Sergio Oliveira, Uribe, and Otavio in the midfield. Luis Diaz, Jesus Corona on the wings. And Musa Marega up top. Um, Sporting, of course, switching Vieto for Jovan. Uh, Plata and, and uh, Tiago Tomás for Neto and... Uh, Santos, and then Sporar and João Mario for Poru and Mateus Nunes. Let's just jump in right into uh, to the uh, to the cases to the causes before uh, asking your guys' opinions. Um, we'll go right into the goal uh, because there wasn't anything really before that. Nuno Santos, the Lampião, getting us a uh, a one nothing ahead of uh, Porto. Of course, uh, a big goal from him. Another big goal from him. Um, Sam, I'll, I'll send it to you first. Um, what were your thoughts on the goal? What were your thoughts on his game? And do you think going forward, Nuno Sanch, at least for the time being, should be our starting uh, left winger? Uh, well, the goal, it was a powerful strike, but I, I think we all can see the keeper could have done a bit better there. Um, but for me, and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, I think that Nuno Santos reminds me of of Jelson back in the day where he has the attack in mind, but he's not really the best finisher, although that was a good goal. Sometimes, and especially during the last few matches, he's been on goal and he's been a bit careless with where he's placed it. But for me, Nuno Santos in every game he's played so far has been one of the standout players on the pitch. He's got the pace, he's explosive. For me, I think he deserves to start on that left wing position until let's say he has a bad game, which hopefully he doesn't. But for me, I I definitely start Nuno Santos in the left wing. Yeah, I listen. I 100% agree. I've been impressed so far with the kid. Um, next case, it was uh, uh, really it was a Porto could have scored off of a uh, hard cross from Corona Rube, Ribe, uh, headering it really over the net. Um, and let's just go straight into the um, straight into the polemica because that's really that's really what's uh, what's what was next. Studs up Zaidu against Boru. Um, he got a he got a yellow for it. Zaidu, of course, making his debut for Porto, coming from Santa Clara. Should VAR have intervened? Should the ref have given it a red? Is it even a red uh, for studs up? Um, I'll pass it to all of you, but Steph, I want to hear, know your opinions first. It's definitely a red card. I mean, unless unless uh, the the rules have changed, and uh, you think that. Uh, uh, the, the red card only applies when when you totally break uh, uh, the uh, opponent's uh, foot. Foot. In this case, when you look at the play, um, and 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 Pujo got hurt, uh, and he's hurt, and we don't know when he's coming back. Um, definitely a red card from the get go. Uh, when you see it in slow motion, 
which that's why the VAR exists because they have different angles, different cameras, and they could see it with more time. Even if you take your time, within 10 seconds, you can see there should have been a red card. And he got away with it, and then, then it makes me it makes me think, is uh, Pete Dorado back again? Because uh, it's, it's, it's really disturbing when you have the VAR with different angles, with different cameras, with different referees, and they, they still can't get it right. It should have been a red card from the get-go, and that's all I got to say. Fair. I agree. I think it studs up. Clear as day. I think VAR should have intervened because it's more than – that's more than a yellow in my eyes. Um, what about you two? Christian, I'll, I'll pass it to you. Yeah, I mean, it matches in – it's in line with criteria that we've seen for other red cards uh, in the past. Um, for example, Balassi last season, I just – for that one sticks into my head for some reason. Um, there's been plenty more. I mean, you see it given all the time. Uh, he's nowhere near the ball. It studs up. It's on his ankle. It's late. I mean, it hits all the criteria um, easily. Um, could have been given as a red card, and I think it should have been. Yeah. And Sam, do you, are we all in agreement, or what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement, but even even if um, – so I think it's a red card, but what I wanted, even if the ref gave a yellow afterwards, that VAR should have done its job, even if the ref saw it and was like, no, I still think it's yellow – why isn't VAR interfering? Because we've seen it interfere for much, much less than that. Chris said Balassi's one, for example, which I remember took about three minutes of VAR's time to actually send him off. But yeah. even if even if the referee reviews it and he's still in the yellow, VAR could be doing its job. But I agree with all, all of you. It's definitely a red card for me. Um, next play um, really comes off of the foot of Zaidu. Um, so I'm, I'm you know... Again? Seeing that he should have seen that he should have seen a red. This is pretty annoying. Yeah. No, the one yeah. one. Again, um, Zaidu. Yeah, the same guy. Zaid. Yeah, yeah. Zaidu um, truthfully is is a nightmare. Uh, I mean, he could have had that. He had the nice cross, but dude, he sucks. Do <laughs> you? He's no talent. From Ritovsky. What was that? The play from Ritovsky. Which, Which one? one? When he got a red card for much he's, less than that. He's gotten two there, red cards. There's for two, cards. exactly. There's <laughs> one where he gets elbowed in the forehead, gets a nice corner, oh, and yeah. he's still receiving red for that. Exactly. And, and, and then uh, Porto players, because of the Epidorado being back, they get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, let's yeah. not be fools. I don't like Verandas, but what he said was 100% correct. I hate the fucking guy. But the, our president, because he was elected in a fair way, he was 100% correct when he complained. Yeah. Porto is back again with his Kavak twice and Pito Dorado motherfuckers. <laughs> I have no sympathy for Porto. Uh, I hate to say it. I hate them as much as Befica when they, they play in a Kavak twice. 100%. Uh, 100%, I agree. Um, but uh, like I was mentioned, so the goal comes off of a cross from Zaidu. Um, I have a few problems with it. It was it started with a clearance from Kwatsov Marega that just landed to uh, one of the I believe it was Pep, and then the cross comes in Orive or and Marega, not really even being marked. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall the goal or not, Sam. I don't know if you recall the goal or not. 
quads or Fadal, are they at fault? Do you think the defense should have done more? Um, or am I being harsh? No, you're, you're 100% right. Who's, whose job was it to mark them? They just looked like they looked at each other and blamed each other. But who like that is schoolboy defending. Like, it did, when I, I rewatched the game today, and um, take notes, and I, I've put on my notes here that they literally look each look at each other almost to blame each other. But for me, I, I agree 100. percent It's not harsh. They're professional centre backs. Coates, Uruguayan international. Fadal, Morocco international. They they can't be doing that. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent agree. Um, next two cases are really for Porto. Um, that's what these guys are whining about. The first one coming in the 38th minute, a Nunu Menj uh, tackle on uh, Corona. Um, cases of another studs up. I mean, if they're saying this deserved the red, I mean, what do they think about the Zaidu on Poru? But anyways, um, Steph, I'll pass this one off to you before going to the other one with Christian. Um, Nunu Menj deserved a, uh, a red on that play there for that tackle no. against Corona? Of course not. and You couldn't even compare it to... Uh... For the other player that you just mentioned, yeah, uh, it could it, it could have been a yellow. I don't think it was a yellow. Was it a yellow? No, no card, I believe. I'll double it check should, that. But it could have been a yellow. It's a lack of experience from Nunmens, but you could see that uh, it, it, that was a very innocent play. And I'm not saying this because it was a, a Sporting play player, but you know he did not deserve a red card whatsoever in comparison to. So what's it, what's it, the British player Zuadio? Zaidu or Mamerda Singh? Zaidu, Mamerda Singh, pronto. Same shit. Say la. Say la. Let's see. You can compare both plays. You know, my my I got I got actually upset with one of my British friends, which uh, we're not talking at the time because of that fucking play. Believe it or not. And uh, that's why sometimes I like soccer so much because you get upset with good friends with Bruno Freire. And, uh, but, you know, it's kind of stupid, but the thing is you got to call it the way it is. Um, you know, the play against Sporting was very, very easy to figure it out. And the Nunmen's play was actually, you could see it, it, the most it would have been in yellow card. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, the next case, these la these 10 minutes in that last, or the last 10 minutes of that first half. If Noon Mins deserved a red card, Zaidu should play the rest of the, of the season. And play for the rest of the season. 100% <laughs> for this. Um, the next, the last, sorry, go. Elm's nuts. <laughs> the last uh, 10 minutes are all polemica, really, at that first half. Um, another one, uh, Luis Neto potentially handballing it in the box. Um, there was a shot, I believe it was from Luis Diaz, just as uh, Neto's sliding in, back hand is kind of trailing behind him. Uh, the ball definitely hits his hand. Chris, what were your thoughts? Should uh, VAR have intervened? Should have that been a penalty for Porto? Do they, do they at least have the uh, the right to cry over it? What are your thoughts? They have less of a right to cry over it because it hits. Uh, it hits off of his thigh first. So mm -hmm. it, it deflects underneath of his thigh on the ground, and he's not even looking, and it bounces off his arm then. So there's one – so there's, like, four angles that they show. There's one angle that makes it look really incriminating, but the other three make it look not bad at all. 
So I'm going to say three to one wins, hits off his thigh. I, if it hit, if it's, if the, if it, there's no thigh and it's straight arm there, even if he's not looking, you know, we've seen it a million times. They can still call that. It's a fucking yeah. lottery, whether or not they do it or not, but they've done it before. Um, the one that strikes me is the man you in the champions league one. Um, hilarious. Uh, so, I mean, maybe if it's straight hand, but it, it's it's thigh, ground, and then arm. Not looking, not much. Agreed. I agree. Uh, and it's also, it's impossible to fucking slide tackle with your hands right next to your yeah, body. Yeah, like, they've got to, yeah, yeah. It wasn't they, like up in the air or anything. Exactly, yeah. I, I think they need to revisit that fucking handball rule and, and at least make even, the wording clear. Do they even know what, is there is there any one consistent rule? It's just... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it varies between country. And then in Portugal, it's just, it's whatever they fucking decide to do. Um, Let's not forget about the PK given to Marega against Braga. Yeah, exactly. Oh, classic exactly. one. Goddamn, that was like. Me, <laughs> that was me. what happened in eight of them. The exact fucking same thing. Yeah. <laughs> me hitting uh, um, Sam all the way from the USA to the UK. What the <laughs> <laughs> the uh the next one i'm gonna pass it off to all of you um it's the biggest talking point uh the penalty against pot uh zaidu you know you see his arm on on pot's shoulder there's also a clip on the ankles from zaidu um there was claims of whether the start the the foul started inside the box or outside the box uh and then led to a red card to zaidu went to var then ended up being a red card for Ruben Amorim somehow. Um, pronto. merda. Um, I don't know where to start this first stuff. What were your thoughts on this fucking penalty, dude? Why the feel you do speeding to Santo? Amen. Amen. If I was not a PK, I got to tell you. As of today, I am divorced. For this. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. <laughs> if I was not a PK, this is this is how you know that even with the VAR, the corruption still overcomes anything else. You know, it's embarrassing that Portistas say it wasn't a PK, no fucking way, this and that. And then you look at the camera slowly. And you can see that it's not it's not only a hand on the shoulder, it's it's the the kick on the <coughs> right here, right here. It's it, it's it's amazing that Porto complains, Portistas complain, and then they, they still think that we are bitches, we are the ones being weak, and we are the ones saying we shouldn't complain about. And then today, against uh, Manchester City, Portistas behave like a fucking bitch. They were complaining about the PK against them, and I, and I was like this to my wife. My wife is a Benfica, and I was like this. Isn't karma a fucking bitch? <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that moment. I enjoyed that Porto lost 3-1, and I was hoping they lost 6-1, and seven one, and I know the response from Portistas. But you know what? Os Portistas hoje levaram na pele 3 1 
they they didn't deserve it, the PK was against Porto. It was a phone call. It was a phone call. But crime is a bitch because in Avalad, that PK was in our favor and all the Portistas, which if you count how many championships they have, if I'm not mistaken, they have 27. But football club, Pinto da Costa, he has like 18 or 19. So technically, football club do Porto, they have like seven or eight only. Because <laughs> by corruption, they have like 18 or 19. I don't give a fuck about Porto. I want them to go all fuck themselves because Porto is very corrupted, no pintorado in the 80s and the 90s. If they counted the, all the championships they won, it's maybe eight or nine technically. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> <risos> Só foda o Porto, filhas da puta. If you look at the symbol do futebol com o Porto, it looks like one of the symbols no 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 contentor de lixo da Câmara Municipal. Seriously, you look at the contentor de lixo, it looks like one of them lá lá no Porto. I don't give a fuck about them. They can all go fuck themselves. They're no good. They're very corrupted. They, they should have only seven to eight championships. Three ones. I love it. On the pitch. Because out of the pitch, o Pinto Costa corrupt. He was very corrupt and still is. He's right about Verandas. I was going to say. He's good as a doctor. That's it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to ask also, Sam, what were your thoughts on... Uh... On the uh, on the potential peak on or on what could have been a PK, what were your thoughts on it? I know you might bring a different perspective, seeing as the oh, UK. Okay. Is you really want me to, to follow that? Follow to follow Steph's. Uh, <laughs> Someone needs to clip that, by the way, and put that on Twitter. That oh, don't angry. worry, I'll be on it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but for me personally, and I understand where Steph is coming from, but it would have been, in my opinion, harsh to give it. That being said, if that was Everton or Pizzi or anyone else for the Lampions, that that's a penalty, 100%. For me personally, it's not, but I would like to see consistency with that because, like I said, like Steph said, if that was Porto, penalty, that's Benfica penalty. But, I mean, for me personally, I will say no penalty. But it is it for me, it could go either way. If he gave it, I would have wouldn't have complained. But if he didn't give it, I don't know. With the hand, I understand. But when I saw the other play, which he kicked his chin and the ankle, that's when it changed my mind. Hmm. But yeah, look, to your point, actually, the day of the PK, the only play we saw was with the hand. That's hmm. all we saw. Only two days later, they showed the chin and the ankle. I don't know why, if it was intentionally done that way, and that's what's totally, because on, on my chat with my friend Bruno, I said, it's not a PK, you, you're totally correct, when I only saw the hand on the shoulder. But when I saw on the chin and the ankle, I was like, I was like fuck, that's a PK for sure. Because, the VAR, for some reason, and the Sporting TV never showed that play. But that totally changed my mind. So my question is, on the Cidade de Futebol, 
they have like 3,000 cameras, 3,000 different angles. Shouldn't they see all the angles, the, the hand and, 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 the, and the feet? That's my, that's my question. Because if this was Nudragão on Ustada Luz, believe me, it wouldn't have been reversed. Yeah. For me as well, I think we were also unlucky that Porto had just scored beforehand. If that happens a lot later in the game or even a lot earlier, I think we might have had a better chance of that being given. But uh, just to bring that up for their goal, Corona made Neto look like a, a child. That was absolutely awful. It was a good finish, don't get me wrong. But Neto, man, what? That's what I've got to say. That's that's me done. Quite a few of them too. On their on their uh, on their uh, second goal, especially, pff, all of them were at fault. But um, yeah. but just before that, let's uh, Chris. Second what, goal was so bad. What were your thoughts on the penalty and even the Amurin red card? That I don't think have we gotten a clear cut answer as to why he got a red card and now was suspended for. He just six said days? they were a disgrace. All he said they were a disgrace. That's it. A couple times, I think. Yeah. Full of this. That's it. George Zou should be suspended every day, every game. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you guys talk about it because the Bruno Mourinho red card and Serge Conceição could say to him, "Filha da puta," and say "Masque," and then he doesn't get a red card. It really bothers me. But you guys talk. So you know. Sergio Conceição like went into the game that one time. Mm-hmm. He entered the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> he entered the pitch. <laughs> Nada. Nada no the, criteria, the criteria for when they decide to send the coach off is so wildly different. But my thoughts on the PK, um, it's inconceivable that uh, the person looking at the replay could change their mind based on the replay, right? So if that's not given, and then he goes and looks at it, I'd say that there's there's less of a case for giving it. But if you give it and then you change it, it infers that you saw something there that made you change your mind. And I, I don't get what you could see there that, that would have changed your mind, you know? So it should have just, if for nothing else, it should have been a PK because they called a PK and there wasn't evidence to overturn it. Um, for NFL fans, it is the play stands instead of the plays confirmed which means you're not 100% sure, but you're pretty sure enough that you don't have evidence to overturn it. So it's a PK because they called it on the field. Um, yeah. If they don't call it, this is a much more complex debate. And for me, this might be a hot take at least, but I don't know if you guys remember the Seydou Dumbia non-call PK at the Dragon a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. For me, this is more convincing of a penalty than that one. Because I was never truly sold that that one was actually a PK. I think there's more of a clip on the ankles on the Gonsalves than the Dumbia one. So, I mean, I've seen PKs given for a lot less, and the fact that they overturned it is the insane part to me. Okay, the yeah. only thing – I'm, I'm going to have to say something about this. The only thing I have to say about this is the following. If you, if you don't think this was a PK after watching the different angles of the camera, I'm, I'm okay with that. But why the fuck was Marenga PK against Braga called? I have no idea. There's no consistency. Go, go check it out. Go, and, and this <laughs> is for Portistas. I don't know how many Portistas listen to our podcast, but go check the Marenga PK. Go check this PK. That there was called PK, a red card, and then it was reversed. 
which I don't think it would be, it would have been reversed in the start of the ground, in the start of the lose. But Nostalgia Velas, it was. And then come to, back to me and talk about that. You know, it's, it, 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 all I have to say is the VAR is a farce. It makes no fucking difference. And it bothers me. Yeah. Can I just add as well quickly to that? If if it was given, do you think a second yellow would have been fair, or do you think it what it should just be a penalty, full stop, no card? It's impossible for I think it's impossible for it not to be a red, especially seeing as that he's on a yellow. Yeah. So I I don't see a scenario where you're the last guy stopping someone and it's not at least a yellow. So yeah, um, you exactly. can even I think you can make the case for straight red. Um, but I mean, it's definitely a yellow. He's definitely got to be gone, you know. Fair. Yeah, last man through on goal. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree. I'd yeah. agree. Um, yeah, I guess that's everything on the penalty. It really um, felt like a deflating momentum shift, too. You know, because it would have been PK ten men, and now all of a sudden it's not, and Edmodine got sent off. So it was, and it was right before half. Porto, um, did Porto score before that or after that? Before. Right after they scored, right the, after the right? second, the second goal was right after. The, yeah, we came off the counter, off the corner, right? Yeah. Off the corner, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. just those, what a massive swing of momentum in those two minutes there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Say, the, well, mm -hmm. sorry, oh, there's my last point on it. If Ruben and Maureen get sent to the stands, but there's no crowd, surely he can just shout from the stand, right? <laughs> Which he did. <laughs> Which he did. <laughs> Just sitting in the tunnel. That that didn't make sense. Sorry, Danny, didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's a that's a golden point that we were not even gonna mention. He's like, not even allowed to spread on the bench though. <laughs> okay, bro, this guy stood up more time in the crowd <laughs> than than, yeah. than than in the fucking bench. Like uh, but yeah, underrated, underrated mention. Uh Anyways, poor decision from the referees. I mean, it's not a penalty, and then fucking us over, giving us a red card. It's ridiculous. No. I mean, they could have um, yeah. easily had an ended with nine men. Listen, listen, mm -hmm. it wasn't fucking PK, and uh, you guys could be against me, Sammy over from the UK, and and whoever wants to be against me. That that was a fucking clear PK, and uh, I mean, unless unless you know, we play with referees from the UK and Germany because these referees they. When they said Luis Gudinho, and I'm going to say this in Portuguese so everybody understands, é o primeiro clássico de Luis Gudinho. When he said that, the, the commentator, I was like, we fucked. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was his first clássico, meaning it was his first game against Sporting Porto. And then he called, he called the way it was supposed to be called, PK red card, bang. And then he went to the VAR, and within five seconds, he made the call. So it, it leads me to believe he only yeah. played with the, with the hand and not with their feet. And then they bothered me because a Cidade do Futebol, they have like 12 different cameras, 12 different angles, and they, they still got it wrong. Even with just the hand, there's still not video evidence there to overturn it. Even with just the hand, you can't really tell the force or how much it pulls him back. You can't tell, but it's there, and you called it, so that's it. You know? Do you know how many times me, Sammy, Chris, and Danny we've said 
That was a PK in favor of Sporting. It was very weak, shaky. If they call it the other way, we wouldn't we wouldn't understand that. Do you hear that from Portistas and Benficistas? No, they don't have common sense. They support Benfica from Porto for a start. <laughs> yeah, the, the only Benfica I hear that from is maybe Cynthia and Mario. Besides that. Nobody else would say the same. Would say it. Mm -hmm. Bunch of pussies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, right after their goal. Sergio um, is a good guy too. Yeah, yeah, I love Sergio. Um, and then yeah, right after that that non-call, uh, right off of a corner. I think this is what pisses me off the most. Is it was right off of a corner, um, our corner, I should say. Um, Porto go ahead and, and and score, make it two or make it one two just before uh, the end of the set, the first half. Um, players fell asleep. Nothing more to say than everybody in the back line fell asleep. But not only Neto, I think Quach too. Uh, Poru fell asleep on that last one, just letting Corona go by. But um, Nuno Minj as well has to take fault for that. You know, he he was one of the last men back, and then just let Porto sort of get the ball just to make that breakaway. Um, we so yeah, we entered the half down 2-1. Um, coach expelled. Of course, the players have lost their head. I believe Luis Neto got a yellow just after that penalty as well for complaining to the refs. Um, or sorry, just after the, the, the half finished uh, from complaining with the refs. But then Spartan came in. Um, we looked better. I think we, we kept more possession. A substitution in the 56th with Vieto for Jovan. And then Tumaj and Plata coming in for Neto. Thank God Neto left. Uh, and Santos, uh, okay. and then of course uh, Sporar and João Mario coming in for Poru and Nunj, uh, Poru who may have been banged up. I have to mention Poru could have maybe put us up two two or had us draw at two two, but the, his shot just goes barely wide through the through I believe two players' legs. Um, and then in the 87th minute, of course the second half didn't have as, as much talking points as the first. Second yeah. half or the 87th minute, Vietu um, bangs in a goal. Uh, my only question, was that lucky? Was that some luck on our hand? And uh, was that deserved? Um, Sam, I'll pass that one off to you, dude. I think it was deserved. I think for the first half, we were the better attacking team. Um, great great substitution by uh, Amorin to bring Vieto on and, like you said, to bring Neto off as well. Um, I think... I just think we deserved more. I think we deserved more than a draw. And I know that's we were very, very shaky defensively. And I know Porto had great opportunities. I think we missed as well in the first minute when uh, Luis Neto gave away that foul. And Pepe, literally, if he get, if he gets a touch on that, that's a goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, as well, just to clarify, are you sure the, their goal was after the penalty or before? I'm pretty after. sure it was after, yeah. Because I'm, I'm looking, and it says here, and I'm pretty sure I watched the game as well today, that it was Corona goal. Then Nuno Santos threw ball, and then the penalty, which was rescinded. Here, give me a I just second. want to make sure because I think I'm right, but I don't want to. So on the ba, 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 next star. Also, great through ball to Nuno from Nuno Santos to uh, Pote. Gonzalez had a couple of really good chances at the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. He didn't like shoot really. He shot one of them, but the other one he just kind of dribbled into. Marshazine. 
Um, mm-hmm. you know, last game, last game, we talked about how uh, uh, Luis Netsu had found a way to hack the goal point rating system uh, through just completing short passes and like uh, being like somewhat efficient uh, in aerial duels and otherwise. Um, but must be noted, Luis Netsu did not hack the goal point system this week. He was atrocious, and he earned himself a three point eight. Uh, yeah. Not even- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say he, the 1.8 to, from Poro is gonna be tough to beat, but 3.8 is a fair effort. <laughs> I, I and I'd say I'd say Neto deserved less than a 1.8 this game. <laughs> Sam, you're actually 100 percent right. My bad. You're right. It was 2-1 when the penalty uh didn't get called. So yeah, 100 percent right. My bad, Sam. No, that's all right. I thought I was just going crazy there, but but that's fine. Um, as just to end, I'm not sure if you're gonna talk about this later, but um. That last header from Polina, where it comes off the head, I can't remember if the Porto player. I thought I thought it was a goal. As soon as I saw it come off Polina's head, I stood up. It's about to scream, but they literally by that much that that cost us the well cost us a win. But yeah, I was very impressed with. I'm I was very impressed with our attacking performance. The defense was a bit meh, but for for me, especially with uh, should have been a ten man Porto and a debatable penalty, we deserved to win that game. Nine, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed, a hundred percent agreed. Um, thank you for bringing that up. The only other thing I was going to mention was Taremi maybe uh, almost making it three-two just towards the end. Um, oh, yeah, which I was just going to say brings back to that uh, whole thing where I, I mentioned before on other podcasts about our mentality. Uh, that's just horrible. Like we we need to see games out before ever feeling comfortable with the result. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll ask you guys basically. Um, just your overall thoughts on the game. Um, does, should we have gotten more as a draw, fair result? Uh, Sam saying we deserved uh, at least a victory. Steph, what about you, dude? No, I thought I thought we deserved the victory. We we did enough to win to win that game. If if it was fan squared, we would have won the game. Luis Gudinho, uh, very weak uh, referee. He should be demoted to the. Uh, uh, Djibouti League, <laughs> he shouldn't even, you know, be a referee in the Portuguese league. He sucks. Uh, he got the right call with the PK with the red card, and then for some odd reason, maybe a thousand dollar more in euros or two thousand euros more. I don't fucking know, but uh, in a very corrupt way, he changed his mind. I don't know if you saw the Facebook video of uh, on, on on the the locker room that people exchanging money upon up, upon the call that you want to make it was funny now send it to you offline but that's what it looked like it looked like that um Luis Goudinho, he got the right call and because he got some more money from a pitorado he changed his mind on the call on the walkie-talkie bullshit Yo, how do you think Fernandez tries to buy the refs? He's like, yeah, we'll we'll give you give us like a fifteen percent better performance for like eight hundred euros, and Porto comes in and say, yo, give us no like give us like blatant calls in our favor for like three k, and then they're like, what am I gonna go with fifteen percent? You know, of the future call. Yeah, I was gonna say, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a. Ten percent of the ref. Did you see today's game, Manchester City against Porto? I didn't get to Sorry? see. I only saw that. I end. didn't get. I was at work. I yeah. The PK against Porto wasn't a PK. 
Yeah, it was the same thing as the the bodega thing, but the in inverse. Got kind it. of. So 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 when they call against Porto, I'm, I was like, they fade filhas da puta. <laughs> <laughs> to see if you like it, because the Porto that was not a PK against Porto. It, it, they they made a foul on the on the Porto goalie, and then they gave the PK to Manchester City. And I was like, how do you like you motherfuckers? <laughs> Not that they didn't like it, probably. Exactly, <laughs> because in our house, without any fans, that was our PK, and it was a PK. It don't matter what people think. When you saw, when you see the different angles, it was a PK. And Portisha saying it was not a PK. Fuck you, all. I have no sympathy for you because if it wasn't for Peter Rad in the eighties and the nineties, you would have only eight championships. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's talking about Porto. And no, Bob Porto, I don't sympathize with them. They have a fair foundation date as well. They they say they, they were founded in 1980 something, uh, but e even then, the Vindu Porto didn't exist. I don't know what the fuck they came up with that date for. And they think it's the same thing. They, they, <laughs> they won a bunch of championships by fire corruption. The club that should have more championships in Portugal should be Sporting Clube Portugal. And that's it. <laughs> I know you guys are looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. But... No, no, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. The truth. <laughs> I agree. Um... We, we have 22 championships. Porto has eight real ones and Benfica has six. Somos os maiores, caralho. Um, yeah, Christian, before passing it off about uh, really the Varanda's comment and uh, other things, uh, any thoughts on the game as well? Any lingering uh, thoughts? You know, to be honest, uh, I feel like we did play maybe a, a little bit more than we usually do in these Classicos where we tie. We haven't won a Classico in like... Four years. Uh, yeah, four years. So they're, they're either ties or losses, so... Yeah. Um, you know, based on the other ties all over the past four years, it seems like we did a little bit more to win than we normally do. So um, it's kind of, I guess, unlucky that we didn't win this one. Um, had the ref against us. Um, Porto had some chances. We had some chances. It really could have gone either way, but it totally would have been a different game in the second half. Porto had nine men, and we got PK, and it was uh, – uh, two two at halftime, um, you know. So, guess we'll never know. Uh, the draw's better than the the loss. That's for fucking sure. That they yeah. scrapped something out of the game. Um, so yeah, on yeah. to the next. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll go right into uh, Verandes' comments right after the game. Of course, by no means of the imagination are we fans of the guy. Um, I mean he. He low-key stole a, a fucking interview from us. But <laughs> but was was his comments justified? Was yeah. he right in those comments? Yes. Uh, Steph, what were your thoughts? Do you agree? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, as much as I hate uh, uh, Federico Varandes, this time he acted the way he was supposed to, and I respect him for that. Um, that you know, uh, Federico Varandes, the, 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 the one big thing, He's done that so negative is not supporting his clocks. Um, he should put the responsibility 
on the president of the clocks and the directors of the clocks. You know, uh, if I'm if I'm the president of Ju Juventud Leonina, I'm gonna make sure that all the members of my clock they're nice and clean and squeaky clean about the criminal records and all that stuff. It's my responsibility as president of clock. If I'm gonna put my name at stake, I'm gonna make sure that Denis Saldana, Chris Oliveira, and S Sam, uh, what's your last name, Sam? Fonseca. Fonseca, I'm so sorry. It's all right, don't worry. I didn't know it was such a Portuguese name. I, I thought it was Irish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, I love Fonseca. Uh, Sam Fonseca, if, if you three members want to join my, my association, I'm going to make sure that you squeaky clean. If there's ifs and buts about it, I'm going to ask you about that. And that's and that's how the president of Sporting should take it upon. They sh he shouldn't be taken into, I, I want to, you can't spread as you went to Leonina, did it sound with you? They said, that's the wrong approach. He should he should put the responsibility uh, of the uh, on the presidents of those of those directors uh, and tell them make sure your members are squeaky clean, and and that's why I see Verandes is is uh, defaulting and making a big mistake. You have to make Sporting uh, all together, and that includes the clocks. Clocks are very important for every club, and that, that I agree with Pinta Costa Corrupt. Uh, you have you have to have your clocks in your favor. But Pinta Costa is not a role model. We all know that Pinta Costa was involved in Casa Fruta, Prostitución, Panleiros, in Simasque, in Simasquantes, but he's not a, a role model. He's not an example. Pinta Costa is very corrupted. In the 80s and the 90s, the way Porto won the championships, it was via prostitution, via corruption, and via buying referees. And let's not be fooled. There's enough evidence on YouTube. You can go check it yourself. And same thing for Befica. Don't get me wrong. Befica is the same shit with Lucio Vieira. I did I'm a project on a Pituradu in, in college. Nice. <laughs> it was like, it's like a 10 minute PowerPoint for one of my exactly. Portuguese classes. So I actually know a, b a bunch about it. Yeah. Exactly. And Lucia <laughs> had an example for Beifiquistas because he's also corrupt up to the point that in the 21st century, they're thinking about deleting the fucking emails from Rui Pinto in the 21st century. In the fucking 21st century, they want to delete the email from Rui Pinto. We're not talking about med medieval times in the 16th century. In the 21st century, that, that's so disturbing that, that you know, the only ones that liking this idea is Befiquistas. Because, oh, fuck it. Maybe we won by corruption, but now it's going to get deleted. You fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said, stuff. Honestly, well said. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to want to add on to that at all. If not, we can go on to the uh, suspension and Poru uh, potential injury. I mean, I I agree with what Veranda said. Um, you know, it, it's good that to see him, you know, show that he's got a backbone every now and again. 
you know, obviously my main complaint is like when he picks and chooses his battles and like, I mean, obviously this one's an easy one, right? He could just, just blame the ref, right? Um, that's always an easy enough. I mean, the, the, if, it, if there's anything that the three, the presidents of the big three and even Salvador gets in on it now, you just blame the fucking ref no matter what. Even if you're shit, you just say, oh, VAR, one incident, you know? This isn't really that because the game was actually better than complete shit. Um, and it wasn't just the incident, but I mean, I've seen cases about the VAR when it's like a nil-nil stinker against Morey Dance, and you're complaining about the ref, and it's like, yeah, but you kind of fucking sucked the entire game too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's good that he he came out and defended the club. You know, uh, that's obviously something he should be. You know, it should be his number one number yeah. one goal at all times, <laughs> not just sometimes. But yeah, so it's it's good to see, but. Um, the critique is obviously when why he de- why he does sometimes and why he does in others. So, um, yeah, that's really all I got. Yeah, fair. My only thing with Verandas is, uh, I mean, well said, but um, this is all fucking show. You know, he bangs on some tables. Vamos fazer sus, mas vamos. Okay, tá bem. And then you know this, even this uh, comunicado that came out today, it's like. Here's our suggestions when they don't really suggest much. All they suggested was something that's been suggested a million times. Exactly. That's my only thing with uh, with all of this. I'm glad he's defending the club. Fuck, you're doing the bare minimum of a of a president of a fucking soccer club, especially in Portugal. Much. I want to see more now. You know, I I want to see more. Separa lutar contra contra desportivo verdade desportiva. Let's go, bro. All in, bro. Let's not forget he mentioned 1516 when he was running for elections. To, to me, this is all just him just making well, his image he, look a little nicer. He, you know? and, he, he is the president, but at the same time, as we know, he's like, he's always chasing shadows, right? So, yeah. like, Bruno Carvalho is kind of one of the VAR pioneers. So, yeah. that'll, that'll always be true no matter what. Um, yeah. He was one of the pioneers of VAR. And VAR is, is what it is. Obviously, we all see ways to improve it, and obviously, it's so frustrating when they just fuck shit up or that offside that that didn't count for the Liverpool game the other day. Yeah. It's like, so why are you doing this shit? You know, like it's like so we know that the problems of it, but obviously, the in concept, uh, it's obviously a better, a good idea, and he's one of the pioneers of that. So this guy, he's trying to be like, oh, I'm the VAR, you know, reform guy. I guess that's what he's going for. He's yeah. gonna try to be VAR reform man. All right, let's see how that goes. I mean, I wish him luck. I hope they do broadcast video. But are you are you actually gonna do anything, or is it just this statement and then you're not and ever gonna talk about it again? So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I kind of wanted some clarification when when said Amurinha suspended for six days. Is that what from exactly today? Does, is that from yeah. today or from the game? That's what I'm saying. What is exactly does that mean? Suspended for six games. Does that or six days? Does that mean he can't go on to training? Like who are they to sort of stop them from doing anything in these next six games? I, the next I six don't... days. Mine is going to Santa Clara on Saturday. So I'm assuming he's gonna miss that game, right? And that's it. That's what I'm assuming yeah. that's the only game he's missing. Yeah. It means it means those six days is bullshit because the, the league realized that they fucked up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Well, I think it's, they wanted to pick an amount of days that covered the game. 
So they just picked a random amount that included Saturday. Okay, when you have when you have Sesh Conceição saying filha da puta, como é que é isso caralho? And he doesn't get suspended. And, and Ruben Amorim says, então tirar o penalti que esta merda. And he gets suspended because <laughs> referee, he made the decision, hey, Ruben Amorim insulted my fucking... Do you, think, do you think that the margin for assistance and technical staff is less than the head coach? Like, do you think the head coach is allowed to curse at the ref, but the medical guy like because sometimes you see the doctor get thrown out or whatever random dudes on the bench so yeah, and technically emeline is a dude on the bench as far as mm. the league's concerned so it's like he may be allowed to say less than because it's like i mean are we really throwing guys out if they say two things to the ref or is it just because he's an assistant coach like is emmanuel fedu allowed to say fuck off but I think, I, isn't i don't know i don't i really don't know i think it's because he's a sporting coach <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. when I see games in Portugal with the fucking players going right in the ref's face, like oh, filha da cabra, right in their face, and no yellow, no, or maybe at worst you get a yellow for Amurin to maybe be abusing the linesman, like oh, this is a fucking joke, da -da -da, to get a red from that because he's frustrated a call that that everybody in Portugal has been debating over the last fucking I don't know how many days. Whether you think it's a penalty or not, there's definitely a debate there. The fact that he can't show some frustration and he has to get a red for that is a fucking joke. Like, like it's like the refs are trying to make Portuguese football look as if it's some sort of fucking, it's a, it's a Christian fucking, you know, no profanity in this league. When now with no fans, all we hear is "fodas caralho," puta, and that's it. And it's like, bro, like, come on. Not to mention, not to mention, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, against the B team maybe like two, three seasons ago, one of the refs were like uh, to, to, yeah. the, to our keeper, like, oh, my Pablo is a caralho, que manda aqui sou eu, or some shit like yeah. that, a lot worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a stupid red, regardless. You know, yeah. and, and Chris, you, you might be onto something, because you're right. How many games have we seen in Portugal that the medic has been kicked off for fucking telling him to fuck off? Maybe you're right. Maybe that's, you know, since they don't consider him a coach, he can't talk up that much. But it's it's so Fedu ridiculous. Fedu should be using his leash then to yell at the ref. What are you doing? Full of this. That's the For only thing reason, he should be doing. That I know. I've said it before. I fucking hate Emmanuel Fedu. For honestly, no reason. <laughs> I can't give you a reason why I hate him. But I just do. So if you feel the same way, you know what I'm talking about. It's just something about that fucking guy, dude. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> For real. I feel like they don't respect him as like the coach, dude. Like, there's no way anyone respects that guy as the coach or the most senior guy there. Like, bro, he's been through three or four coaches. That transition? How did he survive that transition to get on that yeah. staff? We will never know. The, the, and the fact <laughs> that he's already been uh, the head coach, but he's been under two play, two at least two coaches that don't have their full UEFA license. <laughs> it's a joke. I hate what he represents. He's I'm got a nice scam going. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> he has Varendas' his nude somewhere for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, the last thing on the game uh, was just man of the match. Um, I'm gonna. I'll start off. I'm giving mine to Poru. I think uh, even though he was subbed off, easily the best guy we had in the second half. Um, and, and I've been genuinely impressed. I think against Porto, he played really well. 
I know he was subbed off, maybe due to injury. We'll see if he plays against Santa Clara on Saturday. My man of the match was to Poru. Uh, Sam, uh, what, what was yours? Or who uh, was yours? Well, I'll say in the game as a whole, I think Pepe for Porto was fantastic. He does not yeah. look 37, Agreed. does not play like 37. He was fantastic. But for me, um, for sporting, I would say maybe between Pelina and Nuno Santos, I thought they were both fantastic. Um, but I would I would say you could make a case for any for any of the players apart from maybe the, the three centre-backs. I feel like everyone did their part. I, when I look at Matthews in the middle, he literally improves with every game. I think he's he's going to be there for quite a while. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm just going to give it to Nuno Santos. Fair enough. Steph, how about you, dude? It, it's tough. I like I like Nuno Santos because of what he did, but I also like the um, I, even though João Mario only played a few minutes, uh, he just gave us a glimpse of um, what he could do for Sporting, the stability and the quality of of of, uh, of a player he is in the midfield, uh, his demeanor, the way he controls the ball, the way the vision he's got is, is outstanding. And I think him and Pelina in the midfield both would be a lethal combination. And um, I'm going to give it to Nuno Santos as well, just like Sam. But um, I'm looking forward to Jean Mario in the uh, yeah. in the future because I love what he did. When as soon as he came to the pitch, Sporting was completely, completely different. Yeah. Yeah, we were definitely in control. Definitely in control when he came in. Um, and last but not least, Christian, what were you, who's your man of the match? Uh, I'm going to go Pelina as well. I thought he had a good game. And that's yeah. the second goal is created by him getting stuck in um, yeah. on the tackle. I, I, I can't wait to see what Pelina does this season. Yeah. Uh, I think we finally have a center defensive mid since Williams left. And yeah, no, it's a great addition to number six, yes. For this, thank God we didn't sell him. <laughs> Honestly, by like pure fucking luck, we didn't sell him. Like, we were <laughs> trying to sell him, and not to mention, <laughs> you need a striker. You need a striker. That's that's our weakness, our Achilles. We need like three. Yeah, it's like so just sign a bunch of like guys for one mil and just see if they pan out. Like, holy shit! Just go to the fuck. Just sign a bunch have- of like Serbian, Romanian, and a. Fucking just sign some random dudes tearing it up in like Eastern Europe and like see what fucking happens. Like, I don't get why they didn't do that for, on, even once. Like, I guess we'll never yeah. know. We'll never fucking yeah. know. I mean, we, we have three strikers technically, but I've, I've yet to see a striker play in the striker position this season. So, <laughs> including the one guy who actually is the striker has not played as the striker yet this season during like the 20 minutes. Always come off the bench. Yeah. Tell me the name. Huh? Tell me the names of the three, Corrar, the three strikers. Luis, Luis Philippe. Oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, Tiago Tomas. Tiago Tomas is a fake nine. Yeah, Same he can Joe play on the wing. Nonetheless, he's still kind of a nine, so I call I I call him a striker because I won't call Jovan a striker, and I think Jovan can maybe play that. Yeah. Fuck, they wanted to put Joel Mario in that position. Like, I don't think he's, you know, or at least that's what the rumor was. I think Samuel would do better. 
<laughs> I agree. <laughs> As a target man. Hey, hey, a thousand euros a year. A thousand euros a year. <laughs> I, I'm I'm six foot three, so I'm a good target man. But I am much lower than Luis Felipe, so I don't think I'm <laughs> Don't worry, I don't think you're as slow as uh, Andre Balada, sporting in uh, Flamingo Legend. Yeah. <laughs> um, last bit of news, really. Uh, Borja, after a fucking months long battle uh, with COVID 19, back into the squad. Uh, it wasn't a went battle. Out. He never got sick. He just <laughs> yeah. Positive 30 times. <laughs> he, had a, he had a fucking months long vacation. <laughs> uh, Mizic went on loan, which we thought he was going to at least. Uh, <laughs> For the last team. day they inscribed him in the league. We're like, what? We we thought uh we thought Kamashi was heading to Zagreb. Yo, turned out yo, it's hilarious. You know what definitely happened with that? Sporting was like, yo, damn it, yo, take Kamashu, you know. And they were like, nah, fam, uh, <laughs> give us like your ninth string midfielder instead. <laughs> For real. It says um, a lot about what they think of Kamashu. <laughs> There's a lot what we think of Kamashu spending Yikes, the money we did to have him in the B team. Yeah, what a playing also, third division. A lot of people don't know that he whatever objectives last season, he hit them. So the so he will be paid five, Golden but he boy. hit his two mil in object, objectives. So he we costed seven mil. Seven yeah. mil, bro. Jeez. With the B team, playing hit. in the third yeah. division of Portugal. Most expensive <laughs> player probably in that league's history. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. We have the most expensive uh team. Dude, his his salary is more than teams' budgets, dude. No. Fuck, facts. <laughs> facts. Um and the only other last last bit of news really that I wanted to share before we go on to um I guess Mudalidad's and, and the preview for Saturday is um this rumor that's been circulating. I actually caught it more on a uh on a United uh, channel um, rather than a like Sporting, only after that I see it from Sporting, was uh, we signed Luis Gomes to, uh, to a professional contract, I believe a 15-year-old kid, um, dubbed as the next Figo. And then out of nowhere, we, we, we essentially gave or, or uh, rumored to give uh, Manchester United the first sort of uh, first dibs basically for a 14 million euro purchase. Of, no, uh, of Luis, not, not fourteen million, fourteen pounds. Fourteen million pounds. Sorry, you're so right. So it's probably like seventeen. It's million. like seventeen, eighteen million euros. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which but is I don't uh, know if you caught this, weird. but mm -hmm. then it came out that Record. So we only trust Record here, as yep. you guys know, we're avid, avid Record uh, readers. Uh, so they came out and they said that, that it's not true. So I'm just going to read the little clip and translate uh, as we go here. Um, the English papers uh, said yesterday that Luis Gomes, 16-year-old, at the end of last week signed a professional contract with Sporting, and it was guaranteed that Manchester United the, had a right of preference over the young footballer. Um, for So it's 15.4 million euros, the 14 million pounds. Um, according to Ray Gord, um, 
it is not true and that United does not have any right of preference, uh, very, much less set at a certain amount. Um, the youngster is represented by Gerard Mendes, and he will continue at Academia Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and he will continue with the objective of uh, uh, continuing to evolve and to reach the first team at Sporting. Um, so basically, there is no official preference for Manu. It's just the Georges Mendes will put him there for $15 million if he feels like it later on, um, which is true about every player, I guess. <laughs> but it's not officially in his contract, basically, is all. Well, okay, fair. Well, fair then. Chris, I got to say something to you. What's I'm, up? I'm very confused. About what I just read? Yeah, the whole thing, it's very confusing to every sporting fan. It is. <laughs> so he, there's, no, there's no preference. There's no... Exactly. Nothing exactly. in writing. There's nothing, there's nothing in writing. Nothing in writing, yeah. Very blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 I think technically, yeah. because people were saying about, I, don't, I honestly don't even know if we ever got an answer to this. People were saying that the Tabatha deal, which also had sporting, has like a right of refusal on the contract. People were saying that that was illegal. So in theory, if that was illegal, then this, this would have been be illegal. Too. So yeah, sure. so I don't. I don't fucking know, man. I, I honestly truly just bring it up because um, I know a lot of Verandish fanboys can be like, oh, my God, we can almost get like 15 million off a kid that's never even, you know, played, blah, blah, blah. Verandish yeah, yeah. So, you know, I try to, you know, I try to give him some light, even though yeah. apparently we don't. But uh, you know, Who did whatever. you say his agent was? Sorry? Sorry? Who was the kid's agent? Uh, sure's man. Jo- oh, <laughs> so he only. He'll be Olympiakos in what two years time? <laughs> nah, Wolf, Wolf, or Nottingham in like five. Well, it depends <laughs> on how good he is, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. But I mean, they they did sign a Porto under kid for forty million because he's a fucking gem on Football Manager. Yeah, I, that because he hasn't proven me shit as of like his actual footballing ability. Twelve yet. mil of forty in commissions, though. <laughs> Buddy, New that's record. fucking New crazy. New fucking high score. <laughs> Gonna matter <laughs> with the Super League. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. The murmurs about that is scaring the shit out of me. Yeah, that's bad news. Portuguese league is basically fucked if that ever. Yeah, happens. they're not invited to that, dude. I don't think. Every Yeah, it, it, it's Unless- really gonna be like it's between. It's gonna just be Spanish, German, like two, three German teams, a uh, bunch like the top seven or eight maybe in in England. I know top and four, top five in Spain. And that's seven or eight from the English league and, and potentially two from the Portuguese league. Sporting is out of it. Out of that, yeah. And then three or four from the French league because they got money. It, All it, right, so Sporting will win the league then if Porto and Benfica leave to go to the other <laughs> league. Campeões, carai. <laughs> now nah, we'll still come in second, but I go win. I like that. Give a shit about soccer or football. <laughs> I'll dedicate it my my goals in Puneta. <laughs> uh, anyways, Steph, I'm gonna pass it off to you. Uh, um, take us through uh, this weekend in uh, Sporting World and Sporting News. 
of course, with, uh, with the modalidades. Okay, so let's start. Resultados of fim de semana. So the results of the weekend as far as modalities. So we start with handball. Handball. So Sporting won against uh, uh, Boa, 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 Boa Order, 30 to 21. So uh, <clears throat> that was a good win, even though in the first half we kind of gave it up to Sporting Boa Water. Then in the EHF European League, we went away and we won against Dinam Bucharesti. Uh, away 27-5. So that was a good win by our handball team to initiate that uh, competition. In the B team, we lost 25-23 uh, to 23 to Medellin. But that's more to bring up the, uh, the, the those players to the A squad. So that, that that's not so bad. Um, so then in basketball, Sporting smacked Maya 96-96. To 66, uh, another great game for, for our basketball team, two and two. Um, then we go down to football, Liga, Senior Liga Nosh. We tied 2 2 against Football Coup Port, which we should have won at least 3 2 or 4 2 against Football Coup Krupsch <laughs> because the referees, uh, they like the Fruta, not the North. Uh, B team. I know you guys you think it's funny, but we <laughs> <laughs> team we tied Zero Zero against Oriental Dragon FC and that was a good score because they had the Furquillas in Shadas and Machadas. We would have been killed if we won the game away. Um sub twenty-three uh we went, we went against Portimones 3-1 in Algarve, which is, was a really good score. So the, the uh, under-23, as much as we complain about them, I want everyone to keep keep it to mind. It's uh, under-19, 17, and 16 players. So uh, everyone else uh, is playing for the B team. So that was a really good good score. The ladies won 3-1 against Isturiel in the South Division. Which is a really good score. Estudio will be one of the top three teams to move on to the final championships, championships league. In case people don't know, this year the ladies' um, league is uh, broken down in two leagues: in the South and North League. So the three top teams in the South and North League will move on to a championship championship league. So the uh, the um, uh, uh, prediction is that Sporting Befica and Sturil will move on, so that was a great win. The B team won 12 nothing against Ludermann FC. Futsal, we won 2 1 against Braga away, Numinho, which was a good win against a very tough team. It should have been a, uh, a much more uh, uh, score against Sporting, but either way, we won. And uh, we're still in the, the top position in the standings. Okay, in Patins, uh, Sporting won 10 to 12, 12 to 2 against Kamalikens AC. Great win by our team. Uh, the, the ladies lost 4 3 at home against Mefica. They still have a better team than we do. Even though we're getting better and we're getting closer to their quality, they still have a better team. The ladies in, in rugby, they won 58 to nothing away against Miguel 
a ballast. Congratulations to them. And uh, uh, let me go down. Volleyball, we won. We, we lost 3-1 against Benfica. Uh, they do have a better quality team in that game. I watched the game at home, believe it or not. And uh, I do watch everything that takes it's it's sporting related. It doesn't matter if it's beyond Prague or, or you know Natasau. I watch everything, and we we started the first set pretty well, but then we lost at the last minute, and then from that from that on we derailed. And Mayfica does have a better team mentally and physically to win against Mayfica in volleyball. We have to be perfect from the get go, and we fell on that. Do I think we have a, a good enough team to win against them? We do, but we ha we need to have a perfect team. And, and if you guys want to have a good perception of the viable team, listen to Sporting 160, 160 Tigas. He has a perfect uh, breakdown of the uh, viable team. And Texera out. Perfect. Perfect. Let's go. Uh, this last thing going into uh, the game on Saturday, which I am unfortunately going to miss unless I can uh, find a way to uh, watch it at work. Uh, but Saturday we play Santa Clara. Santa Clara who's actually had a pretty decent start to the league. They're kind of fiddling off now, though. Um, but tied on points, seven points with us. Of course, they have one more game because we still haven't played our uh, first game of the season against Gil Vicente, technically. Um, but just to quickly remind you guys, they won their first uh, league game against Maritimo at home 2-0. They went to Braga and beat Braga 1-0, uh, tied Gil Vicente 0-0. Then, of course, this weekend lost 2-1 to Passos Ferreira at Passos Ferreira. Um, so a tough game nonetheless. Um, Santa Clara do show that they have uh, something about them, you know. Um, but, um, I mean, after this, this game against Porto where we – we deserved to, uh, at least most of us believe we deserve to uh, beat the uh, reigning champions. Nothing less than a win against Santa Clara. Am I right, boys? With fans on the road. True. It is an assortage. You're right. And with fans. Um, yeah, we got to win, though. They, they, they're, um, I mean, they're, they're tied on points with us, but with one game less. So they're one of the, among the better teams in theory. Um, Hopefully it's not like fucking insane wind or some Asorian weather or some shit like it was last time. Probably will be. Probably will be. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, how about you, Sam? Uh, if we play how we did against Porter, then we should be fine. But as I think as we're all aware, we've had games, especially last three years, where we played fantastic in one game. Next game, we forget what happened and... It, it, they just play like shit, basically. But um, I'm trying to be positive this season. We're undefeated, which is a good thing um, in the league, that is. Um, but for me, nothing nothing less than a win needs to happen. If if we lose, it's it's bad. If we draw, it's bad. We need to win no matter what, what happens. Yeah, agreed. Uh, how about you, Steph? No, we gotta win. We only play uh, playing one game a week. We're not in the international competitions. Not winning against Santa Clara, it's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> not because we have a uh, or cement or a budget 
triple of uh, Santa Clara, which are triple. Yeah, I mean, triple, bro. I mean, I, ours is like 75 million. What's theirs? I bet it's like five. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe more. <laughs> I guess I'm being sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not winning against them, playing one game a week would be insulting. Um, and uh, we, we must win, and there's no ifs and buts, but don't take Santa Clara lightly. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. At least we don't have to um, worry about that fucking hack Zaidu, right? <laughs> we already dealt with yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and to uh, fake MMHD's point, uh, on uh, the Wednesday as well, we'll also have another game. So next podcast, we might talk about two games. Uh, but Spartan won't be playing Champions League. We'll just be playing that Gilles Vicente game. So, uh, the COVID game. <laughs> the COVID game. <laughs> uh, but anyways, no, uh, no need to worry about that. Um, I'm going to go bold enough and say a, a 4 nothing win. What about you guys? What do you think? Wow. I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, yeah. But I um, feel confident one. in the win, though. Uh, I was going to go, since I, I didn't realize there were going to be fans there, and since he's away... Um, I'm gonna go a dirty one nil to us. Dirty one nil, love it, Steph. I'm gonna say three nothing to Sporting. I like it. I like it. Uh, special shout out to everybody in the chats. Fake MMHD saying three one win. I hope that's a three one win at least. Um, <laughs> shout out to George Fernandes. Three point five million Santa Clara or Cemento. Of course. Shout out to Johnny Signero saying. Uh, we're going to spank Santa Clara. We're mad about the Porto tie. Agreed. Shout out New York's finest. Uh, Joel Leung uh, uh, joining us also in the chat today and on Twitter. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, Juicebox Leal joining us today. Casa de Paiva, Matt Paiva joining us today. Shout out to you, bro. Paul Pont uh, also joining us again today. Thank you, Paul. Uh, David Pereira, our favorite uh, Bregarins, joining us in the chat. Uh, Jorge Costa, jo uh, José Costa Jorge. Our boy all the way from Down Under. Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Carlos Ferreira as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, a special shout-out because uh, he's actually blowing up my, my my text messages right now. I hope, uh, hope he's still watching. Shout-out to my Portista best friend, Patrick. Uh, hope you're not too angry with this podcast. Love you, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah shout out to everybody on twitter follow us at spartan 160 underscore en on instagram spartan 160 and of course on youtube spartan 160 en thank you for joining us for another great podcast thank you boys as well for joining us as well uh as always and um and yeah viva sporting